welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris. Well, Matt, let's talk about sperm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, we don't have to talk about whether or not you got a vasectomy. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> we just But here's what I want to know. We have 550 listeners in Worcester. And for sure, co-workers of mine. Here's what I want to know. Are you and Mallory planning on having any more babies? (laughs) You really make some cute babies. Are you done? Are you done? Are you done? We're done. You're done. Okay. And I want to know, like... (laughs) (laughs) If you did get a vasectomy, (laughs) hypothetically speaking... Oh my gosh. I want to know, like, I know this is like jumping right in. We haven't even mm-hmm. shared our good day yet. But where, what, how do you feel about that in our faith? You know, there's people out there that don't believe in totally birth control or uh-huh. vasectomies right. mm-hmm. or, or just doing anything to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Tell me what you think about that. Well, I think hypothetically speaking. <laughs> if, um, and, you know, if, you know, if, if. If we made choices like that. You know, I think that's such a personal choice. Yeah. Um, and, and when, you don't and re- really tie it to faith necessarily, do you? I mean, I could. I, I mean, I could. And I'm sure there is, there are people out there that. Would have scripture. The, totally. Yeah. But I also think there's, God gave us brains and, you know things for a reason. And so part of me is like, you know, if you're, if you are getting older or you feel like financially, it's not responsible to have more kids or if you, there are lots of other ways people don't have kids too. So, you know, you can get ovulation trackers. Don't make me name all the ways, but there are ways (laughs) you can make sure you don't have kids. No, I mean, hypothetically (laughs) speaking. Um, and I have, to be honest with you, I do have friends that are um, Catholics that oh, do yeah. not believe in any yeah, uh, birth right, control right. type of methods right. at all. Well, do, and so do it's LDS, very, does the LDS faith I don't know, but some of our friends, we have a lot of so. listeners that are LDS and I would love to know about that. Yeah. I don't think they do believe in, in LDS friends. If you're listening, yes, if you're listening, please slide into our DMs and tell me mm-hmm. your position, your faith's position on, on birth control. Yes. Thank you. Um, so, you know, hypothetically speaking, um, <laughs> I think for Mallory and I, you know, I don't know, this, this is just so awkward <laughs> to talk about, but hypothetically speaking, I think Mallory gave birth to three beautiful children. Yes. I was a very small part of that. And hypothetically speaking, the least I could do for her is to make some permanent yes, decisions yes. with my body, hypothetically speaking. <laughs> well, I but remember. the world may never know the truth. <laughs> they, they may never know. Okay, tell me your good day. Okay, here's my good day. I have, uh, there's, this is a two-parter. So I'm in a small group at my church. Yes. And our Same small ones group, that go to Skyline Chili, which we um, need to figure out that date. They're kind of different. They're, okay, they're a little okay. bit different. Okay, okay. But in our small group, we're, we're, Worcester's a college town. Yes. And our small group has a couple. He was is from Ghana, okay, um, and she is from some Belize. Okay, she's from Belize, and they met at college. And they, you know, they have not experienced all of America. And okay. so, there as we find these things out, we get really excited about it. And so, last week we had a plan 
to take his name's Moses to take Moses, our friend from Ghana, bowling for the first oh, time. That's so he fun. is a doctor in um I think he's in statistics or something of that nature, like information processing okay, okay. data. He's a doctor and he's never been bowling and we love him. He he's so awesome. So we had this whole plan to take him bowling. We walk into the bowling alley. My friend Eric, what I love about Eric is he's a man of many facets. Okay. He shows up, first of all, with his own bowling shoes and okay. his own bowling ball. I love that. Who, who owns who owns those? Is this the 80s? Is this like, no. No, I don't Eric know. is but prepared. Eric, Eric he, you, you, you can't pull a fast one yeah, on Eric. Never know. Never he know. He always has the right things. So Eric strolls in with his ball and his shoes. And I kid you not, we went to a bowling alley on a Thursday, it was a Thursday night. Was it packed? It was league night. Yeah, well, of we walked it was. in. Let me set the stage for you. I can't tall, believe you didn't tall, make a skinny phone call. Eric. Well, listen, we just we looked at the website, but I don't think bowling alleys keep their websites updated. <laughs> so we walk in. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna set the stage for you. Tall, skinny Eric has his gear. Then we have me who was still dressed in some work clothes. So I'm like a little bit like collared shirt, jean kind of thing. All the league people are looking at you. And then we have Moses who is a black man with a Ghanaian accent. Mm -hmm. And so we got all the heads turned. Yes. Everyone was like, Eric was, it was kind of like, have you ever seen a Western where they're like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was like, who are these guys coming in here? Yeah. So long story short, it was league night. All the serious bowlers were there. They wanted to know who we were, what we were doing. And they didn't let us play because it's league night. Yeah. There's no (laughs) open lanes, Matt. There's no open lane on league night. So we have to go on a Friday or Saturday. So it ended up, we tried a new restaurant in town. We, um, what new restaurant? Beef O'Brady's. Oh, it's have you good. been there? Yes. It's good. Good burgers and fries. Dear Beef O'Brady's, if, if you are listening, listening, we are local. <laughs> I had your wings. I loved your wings. The bang bang shrimp. Um, oh, bang bang. Bang bang. Bang bang. I mean, into even, the room. Actually, their burgers are great. Know, their fries right? are great. And they They're have like specials every really night. Great service. I mean, we, I so had great. great service. I mean, Really, we we have loved every. We've been there three times, and we've loved it each time. I, I, mean, I had a great experience every no, time. No, listen. Okay, I'm when you're from a when you're from a smallish town, and there are just some good solid places to go to mm-hmm. that you can just get consistently a good totally. burger and fries. Have at it, man! Like, yes, shout it from the rooftops. Yes. Beefo Brady's. Beefo Brady's. Huh. If you're listening, and, and cute place it is, isn't yeah. it? A cool restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. So I have their wings. That's good. Would highly recommend Wednesday's wing night. So we're gonna need to go sometime. Here's the other part of this. So okay. this is not my good day, but I wanted to bring this to light. Is there is a new show on Apple Plus? Okay. I read the book last summer. Okay. The last thing he told me. Have you heard I of this? I read the book. Did you read the book? I, I read the book, but I have not seen the show yet. So I read the book. Okay. And I read the book. I loved it. knew that this was a new show with Jennifer Garner. Mallory has not read the book yet, but she jumped in the series with me. In the opening scene, they are in an embassy suites. <laughs> <laughs> they are in an embassy suites. <laughs> And we, and we were watching the opening scene and Mallory and I gasped and we were like, oh my gosh, they're in an embassy suites. <laughs> this is being filmed in an embassy suites. Embassy suites. The if last thing that li- she told he told me, if you are listening, we love embassy suites and we're loving this show. 
You know, so that, if, was a, that was a good book. I bet the show's book. great because Jennifer Garner's great. Reese Witherspoon's produ- yeah. producing it. It's so here's what, I, what I'll say is if you have been listening to our love of, well, my love of embassy suites and you were like, I wonder what that's all about. You can watch the fir- just the first scene. If you don't want to commit, oh <laughs> you don't want to, commit wow. to the whole series, you can just watch Listen, the first scene. And if anybody's listening that has connections with NBC Suites, give us a shout out to Listen, those Listen, you know folks. what we could do? What? We could do a live show in the lobby of NBC Suites. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be awesome. That would be so fun. Yeah. We have actually kicked around the idea of doing a live show. Yes, we have. With people. We have. With us yes. in the same room. Yes, we have. Yes, but yes, yes. We don't we have, have details on that. We have to iron it out. Yeah, we have to iron that out first. <laughs> We'd have it over at the Mercantile. I know. And mm. it, it's such a cute Exciting. space. Okay, what was your good day? Which leads me to one of oh, my good yeah. days recently, which was um, getting that Mercantile all finished and completed and it done. Is and so it's so cool. cute. And I had, to, I had the best day with the girls from the peddler and be fearless, the marketing girls, they came and I might've, this might be a repeat good day, but it was good enough that I want to say it again. It was just <laughs> such a great day. We had such a good time putting everything together and that's when it's really fun. You know, tell me, tell me about this. If somebody is listening to this and they follow you on Instagram, have you set up or could you set up a bubble under your profile that's like mercantile. Yeah, I probably because should do that. I have tried to show people pictures that's and I have idea. to search, search, yeah, search, that's search. Such a good idea. So Very that's a challenge before this episode's air, which you do have a little bit of time. You do have a little bit of time. We're a little far out. You have a little bit of time. You could set up a bubble mm-hmm. on, on mm-hmm. your Instagram yeah. that says mercantile because the before and afters, the the wallpaper uh, is uh, of interest to yeah, me. Yes, yes. Uh, you, you it need all to turned do out it because really it turned out awesome. Yeah, it turned out great. Awesome. Okay. Hey, William, what are we talking about today? You know, Matt, we're talking about loving yourself. Okay. I and don't I w- want <laughs> anybody. Oh, no, that's not love yourself. Uh, wait. <laughs> um, no, what's... <laughs> not that one. You're thinking of Justin Bieber. I don't remember. Um, doesn't he sing like... Oh, um, if you think yeah, that no. I... Maybe you should go and love yourself. Okay. That's a good song. Now, my mama don't like. Yeah, you. yeah, she likes everyone. Okay, I think there's a difference between self care mm. and loving yourself. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. self care is part of loving yourself. Right. But I, I, I'm talking about and want to talk about loving yourself the way that we think of loving ourselves within our faith. Like, yes. so we're, we, we both identify as Christian. Um, we, um, would say that we, you know, read scripture and the mm-hmm. Bible and, and I, um, have had the, the verse in Matthew, Matthew 22 rattling around in my brain for like two months mm-hmm. of, um, to love the Lord, your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And, and Jesus basically, to the people he's talking to, like was saying, like, this is the first commandment. Like, this is yeah. the greatest commandment. Yeah. And then the second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And I guess I want to talk about and unpack what it looks like to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, and, and what spurred this um, idea to talk about this is I, I um, basically... In my stories on Instagram, I ask, I dropped a question box and said, you know, who is that person for you? Who is the person that, that loves other people, 
really like they they love themselves. Yeah. And this um, this was a response that was so good. And I thought, oh, this is worth sharing and talking about. I said, um, can we, I said to this friend, can we truly love in a healthy way if we don't love ourselves well first? Hmm. Because we have, we have both seen people who neglect themselves and pour into everyone else and they themselves are not loved or neglected by themselves. We have seen how that can really go and how that can end up. And she said, and this is so good, and it really is kind of the meat of what we're going to be talking about. She said, well, I can only speak from personal experience. I didn't feel worthy of loving myself, too much shame. Also was doing everything I could do to die to myself. These are Christian phrases, by the way. Um, Also, everything I could do to die to myself, to take up my cross, to decrease so he could increase, all the while seeing no value in me as the child of God. After a year of deep dive counseling, I'd say I love people far deeper and much more authentically now that I actually do that verse. I actually do what that verse says. I had the first part down really well to love your neighbor. It was much easier than the, as you do yourself. Mm-hmm. So, good. so I think, I think sometimes we have gotten it twisted in Christian culture that, you know, we, we really lay down our life. We, we really just, we do, we just die to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, we decrease so he can increase in, in, in ways that we aren't caring for ourselves. We aren't taking care of ourselves. Well, I think, you know, Mallory and I love the Enneagram. It's something we've talked about. And I find this fascinating is women, specifically women that have grown up in Christian subculture. So in probably more evangelical conservative um, areas often identify as an Enneagram two, oh, which an Enneagram two is a helper, a caregiver, yeah. the servant, you know, the, the person that's always bringing a dish and checking in on everybody. And always I sacrificing, don't know, always sacrificing. Absolutely. Sacrifice. And I don't know if that's true, if that's authentic in mm-hmm. those people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if I agree, I don't know if that's, if that's truly authentic or if that is, something we've been told that we Mm -hmm. should do or be who we should become. So we kind of take on that persona Mm -hmm. when really we may be dying inside. Right. And I don't know if that's true because you can only answer that for yourself. I really feel like it sounds cliche, but I do feel like that in order to love healthy, to love other people in a healthy way, we really need to learn to love ourselves in a healthy way. Absolutely. I think it, it reminds me of that classic example if you've ever flown on a plane. So, you know, you know, when you fly oh, on a plane yeah. and mm-hmm. you get that speech yes. that now if you've flown more than two or three times, you probably don't pay much attention to. But if you notice that it's when, you know, they're teaching you if you need oxygen during the flight, what do you do? Your instinct as specifically as a parent is to put the oxygen mask on the child first, but they specifically instruct you is to put your mask on first before you choose to help anyone else. So before you're doing anything to love or serve somebody else, you have to make sure the oxygen's flowing into your lungs before you can do anything else. So step one before help 
is yourself. Right. You gotta, you gotta take care of right. yourself first. How does that look? Like, how do we walk that out well? Oh gosh. Like, where do we start with that? Like, where's some litmus tests of like, oh, I really don't take care of myself well because, because I, I guess I didn't realize really that I didn't take care of myself well until, you know, until I really started counseling and I started seeing like, oh, I, I really don't, I really don't do things for myself that are kind. Like right. the things that I'm doing for other people, I don't do for myself. Like, right. why is that? Well, is that because I feel like if I do it for myself, somehow that feels selfish? Right. Somehow I feel, it does, is that self-serving to do it for myself, you know, first or along with other people? Right. Well, I think part of that, too, that is you... When you take care of yourself, it's just like with, with anything you can use it in your health. You can use it in a mayor. You know, there's, there's a pastor. I love Andy Stanley. Mm -hmm. Andy Stanley says, um, and this is a paraphrase of a study that I've done a while ago, but he says, if you were constantly investing in the marriage, if you're constantly saying we're doing this for the marriage where, you know, we're prioritizing the marriage that you are idolizing the marriage over the relationship. Mm. And so to mm -hmm, be your mm -hmm. best self in a marriage is to be your best self first and bring your best mm -hmm, self to the mm -hmm, table. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes we make sacrifices or we make choices based off of something external mm -hmm, instead of, mm -hmm. instead of working internally so that we can bring our best self to that place. Right. Does that make That's sense? Good. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes when we, it kind of shows up in, to use a really simple example in, you know, middle school, high school relationships where there's just super clingy for each other. Right, 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 right. And it's like, well, I'll do anything for them and right. they'll do anything for me. And it's like, well, you lost yourself in the process. Right, right. You know, and I think, I, I, I mean, we've, we're in a season of life where... I don't know what it is about being in your late thirties. Maybe it's the kids or the whatever, <laughs> but where we have friends and people we know that are looking at their marriage and going, Ooh, this isn't what I thought it was. Wow. And I think part of it is yeah. we're trying so hard to create something. So we're trying to create a marriage. We're trying to create a family. We're trying to create like uh, to pay like for a, a house and yeah, job. We're and, trying to put, create mm -hmm, these mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm but we're neglecting ourselves in the process. Mm. And so at the end of the day, I think we're left with very little because if we're constantly trying to work on the things, the external things without taking care of ourselves it's first, so true. you know, those things aren't going to be perfect. And so it kind of feels like it crumbles when it doesn't it's work true. out. And also I think if you don't take care of who, of who you are and don't like yourself and don't care for yourself, you are going to hold other people responsible for your happiness. Right. You're going you're gonna to hold other people responsible for your contentment. You're going to say, well, if you would do this and this and this, or if you wouldn't have done this and this and this, I would feel or be this. Right. And, and that's simply not true. And I think to another part of that is, is if you have a hard time loving yourself, so if you don't know how mm -hmm, to accept mm -hmm, yourself, mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. think you have a hard time accepting love from other people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. if you don't know what that looks like, I think, I do think you can show love for other people without loving yourself. 
but to actually be in a healthy relationship where you give and accept love. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's possible. Yeah. I don't know if it's possible to give and accept love. I think for me, you know, we've talked about this a lot recently on our podcast, but you know, we've gone through some hard things and we've talked about that quite a bit. I think for me, when I have experienced some of those things and I've worked on it by myself and I've given myself grace and I've given myself understanding or I've been kind to myself right, in moments of right, grief. Right. I think doing that with myself first mm-hmm, gives me mm-hmm. the opportunity to show it and extend it to other people, other people. in a way that I never experienced totally. before. It's really almost like it's almost like our you know, when we when we are willing to facilitate our pain like yes. like pub outwardly and share it we we can help other people absolutely you know and i think i think i think it really is important how you navigate all that because you want to navigate it well if you're going to help people in in their journey with whatever they're experiencing as right. well i i i do think there are are things that we can do to care for ourselves i mean f- certainly quality time for ourselves mm-hmm. Like time in the morning, you know, um, it's, it's, it's kind of silly, but it's not that, you know, my frothy coffee is a way that I show care toward myself. Absolutely. I mean, I take, I, I'm intentional about it. I take time. I don't just like, like throw coffee in the Mm -hmm. cup and run out the door. You know, I really, I really have time in the morning that I set aside to, to spend with myself right. in reflection and reading and praying. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, we can lose ourselves and our kids and our marriage and our home and our job. Um, so a way you can care for yourself and start to love yourself is just to carve out some time for yourself. Absolutely. I think um, <clears throat> when you give yourself permission to be yourself and you learn to love yourself, I think you you have a greater experience loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. So I can think totally. of some of the things that, and there's someone that um someone I'm thinking of in my life that lost a, a spouse at a young age. And you know, for their experience they have so much more empathy for someone after working through some of that, you know, because, and if you stay stuck in the cycle of, um, pity or, and I'm not saying there's a mo there are moments for that. There are moments of sadness and grief, but also when you love yourself enough to say, Hey, I'm going to work on myself. Mm -hmm. Lord knows we've talked about therapy enough. (laughs) I'm going to take myself to therapy. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to get out there. I'm I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy Atlas of the Heart or Brene Brown book and read a self-help book that I, that, that people have been pointing towards and I'm going to take notes in the margins and I'm really going to try to apply some of those principles to my life. And I think Um, when you do, when you do all of those things, So when you start working on yourself, you have the capacity to love in a way that maybe you've never been able to do before. Because before that, when we're loving your neighbor as yourself, and when we hear that, what does that mean? That does that mean I'm shoveling my neighbor's driveway because I want them to shovel mine? Does that mean I want to, you know, some of those things that aren't bad by any means, I think we can even show a depth and a greater capacity for love when we 
experience some of those things and we work on ourselves and work through who, yeah. who we yeah. are and loving ourselves, yeah. good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. Because when we, when we show self-respect to ourselves, value to ourselves, it's much easier to, to exercise those things to a friend or a neighbor or coworker if we exercise them for ourselves as well. Absolutely. And I think too, you are setting a precedent for how you are to be treated and you're setting a precedent. You know, we, we, Mallory and I talk a lot about our kids and how we're showing them how we should be treated and how we treat other people. And I think when you care for yourself and you say, Hey, I will not be treated like Mm -hmm, this. mm -hmm. You are also Mm -hmm, saying, mm -hmm. Hey, this is what it looks like Mm -hmm, to love me. mm -hmm, And I think too, we've never really described boundaries like this, but boundaries, we think of boundaries as a stop hurting me. And sometimes it is sometimes creating a boundary says stop hurting me, but also boundaries are saying, Hey, this is how you love me. Well, right. So part of caring for yourself and loving yourself is saying, this is how I deserve to be loved. This is how I desire to be loved. And if you can't do that, yeah, that's why the boundary is in place. Absolutely. And that's why there's distance created because, because if you, if you can't exercise love and care toward me in that way, then, then there has to be distance. Absolutely. And, and I also think we can, when, when we say love your neighbor as yourself and we start exercising care and love for other people, that's when we say, hear ourselves saying to a friend or to a neighbor or to a coworker, hey, I see that you're, you know, really struggling. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I help you? How can I love you well? Yeah. How can I um, care for you in a way that you don't have to feel like this? Mm-hmm. Because you're, you've already put things in practice for yourself that... that that safeguard against that. And you want to do it then for someone else. Absolutely. When you think about, um, this, what we're talking about in regards to your faith, what does that mean to you in regards to faith? Cause we've talked a lot about boundaries and, you know, pragmatically, but what does, um, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean to you in regards to your faith? Well, I think sometimes, uh, well, the way I, I was, I grew up conservative Southern Baptist. So the way that looked is like you you sacrifice you you do these things that that really show that you're um, kind of setting yourself aside mm. and putting other people first or before, or yourself. before yourself. And I think that that what got lost is how to to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like. I feel like I, I really kind of grew up with that part twisted mm-hmm. where we didn't really talk about caring for yourself and loving for yourself and self self care wasn't even a term when right. I was growing up. So what does it look like to you for how, how do you express love to others and care for them yeah, and make sacrifices, but also love yourself? Cause well, it, it does, it seems a little bit counterintuitive. Intuitive, it does. I would say, I would say when, um, these are small things, but I would say when someone wants to come visit and they want to come visit during a busy week, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I have that happen to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, well, sure. I'm, I am so excited. I love this, but then here's some parameters around this right. because I have other responsibilities 
in my life right. that, that have to happen too. Right. And so I can care for what I'm responsible for I, and not make myself frantic because in the past, what it has looked like is I say yes. Right. And then I overextend myself. <clears throat> I am in a hurry and a scurry and I'm I get frantic and overwhelmed and everyone in my immediate circle suffers mm-hmm. because I have said mm-hmm. yes and I haven't put a parameter around it right. of of you know years ago I wouldn't have said oh you know what Tuesday won't work but if you could come in on Wednesday that will work mm-hmm. I would say come on Tuesday and then be a wreck because and then figure out how to make it all work <clears throat> and then and then really I'm not being a good host. Right. I'm not being, I'm not really being, anyone can sense when you are overwhelmed and have stretched yourself too thin. So I've gotten better at, at saying like what works all the way around. Like Mm -hmm. this, this is going to be a great experience for all of us if we can do it this way. Right. Um, it's still a sacrifice. I mean, we're still sacrificing, but I'm not going to sacrifice peace And I'm not going to sacrifice like someone having a pleasurable, hospitable experience Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I wasn't brave enough to say, you know, this would be a better way. Could you do it this way? I think sometimes we mistake, we mistake sacrifice. We mistake what sacrifice really means. It looks like. And I think the the fear that we tell ourselves is that we're going to come across as rude or mean or hurt somebody's feelings. But the reality is in the long run, if you say what you need and you say what you can do, that's so much better in the long run than having this frantic experience where you don't, you're not present. You don't, you know, you don't really care for the person. You're just trying to like, make it happen and right. trying to piece together something with duct tape and, instead of right. something and I've great. Also, I've also said yes to things that I had that, that I really thought were where I was serving and volunteering and with the church and really felt like I was doing what I, what I should have when I really should have been thinking through how it was going to affect the boys mm-hmm. and Daryl and my family and, and been brave enough to say, this isn't going to work out for our family at this time because right. it, just because the church is asking you does not mean that you need to say yes. Right. Absolutely. I mean, and I just had never been told that before. Mm-hmm. Like, I, or I, I shouldn't say I never been told that before. Of course I was told that before. I never really felt that before. Right. Right. I felt like, you know, when the church asks you to do something and you're volunteering, you're willing and you, and you know, you have an open room upstairs at your house or whatever yeah. that I'm just supposed to just automatically say yes. When right. sometimes, you know, I, I probably should should have said no. Totally. Um, I will say that I think experience helps you with that. Mm -hmm. Like where, where you have some experiences where you're like, wow, that was a train wreck. Like Mm -hmm. I won't do it that way again. And then maybe the next time you, you set those parameters in place. And I do think that's a way you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think for us too, you know, we're in the season of little kids and so our kids can't hide it. And our kids can't fake it. So when we overextend ourselves with our schedule right, or with our right. time or with, you know, even with giving, you know, <clears throat> we get on meal trains all the time at church when somebody has a baby or a surgery. Right. And I think sometimes you can, we are at a season where our kids can almost be a barometer for us where we're like, Ooh, we're pushing it. We yeah. need to, we right. need to pull back and, a little bit on know, our schedule. And, and, and I'll say this about meal trains and things like that. 
sometimes you're not in a season of life where you can do a meal mm-hmm. for a meal train. Because listen, you're having a tough enough time getting a meal for the people in your house. You know what? One of my favorite things is when, <clears throat> I don't know if it was when we had a baby or we, Fitz had a surgery. But one time a friend at church made a meal train for us and we had a friend and at the time, or we still are in community with her, but at that time she was working full time. And you I said think, you are still in community yeah. with her. Yeah. And I think she may have had one child Okay, and working full time. And she, she texted Mallory and said, you know what I can do? <clears throat> Pick a restaurant. Tell me what you want and I will drop it off. Yes. And you know that we were so blessed by that yeah. and it made us feel loved because she still was part of that yes. experience, yes. but it made her not overextend herself and feel, yes. you know, like I don't want people to serve me with resentment. Right. right. And, I and, don't want someone to say, listen, oh, I love the Barrises and I love Matt, right. but then walk away with an ugly feeling in their heart going, oh, I really overdid it and I really yeah. shouldn't do it. I want them to go. Hey, this felt good for me too. Yeah. And you know, if meal train doesn't work for you, you say to the meal train person, Hey, meal train doesn't work for me, but I'm happy to gift a $20 gift card to Starbucks. Right. Or would you get a short list of things that they need from Walmart? And I will, I will place that order and have it Mm -hmm. delivered to their doorstep. Yes. There are all kinds of other ways you can, you can help besides the, the, the meal that you might not have time to make. And so I think that's part of it is, Loving people and loving yourself, you can do both. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have to be mm-hmm. dear Christian women of the 80s, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the 50s. How far do we need to go back? Dear Christian even women, now. evangelical women, heck, dear women everywhere. Yeah. Dear, exactly. <laughs> like, don't overextend yourself in the sake of loving others and forget who you are. Yes. Forget, you know, that what you, you need. need. Care. Like we forget, yes. and it's not exclusive to women. I'm kind of being silly, but I'm also kind of not. <laughs> right. But I think we cannot overextend ourselves to the place where we neglect our well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that even goes. I'm gonna like go out on a little controversial limb, um, especially as a chubby person. Maybe I can say this: you can't take care of everyone else and neglect yourself. And your health go to pot. Yeah. Because right. listen, my children, you know what they need? They need me to be here Yeah, more than yeah. anything. Yeah, that's good. And so if I'm, you know, trying to give so much to my kids, that's good. you know, mm-hmm. if I'm working so hard that I'm, you know, breaking my back and gaining weight right. and being unhealthy and, you know, that's not good for my kids either. If no. I don't take care right. of my body, I right. need to be present right. with my, my family first. Right. Right. And so I think... Listen, I can. If you don't know who I am, don't come in my DMs. I am fluffy, <laughs> so I can say that. I know I sound like I have a skinny voice. No, I'm just, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> um, but it's true. Yeah. If we are serving p- other people so hard that we're neglecting our health, yes, and we're neglecting neglecting our mental health, it's true. and we are so overextended that we really aren't present for anybody, then it doesn't matter. Right. It does not it's matter. True. It's true. If 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 you find yourself being short with your family, short fused with your kids, you know, um, frustrated, mm-hmm. responding in angry tones, like those are all things where that are are signals to I, maybe I need to remove some busyness from my life so that I can spend some time absolutely with me. You know, yeah. I, t- I said to the, um, I said to Teddy and MG recently when I spent time with them, um, Teddy's our oldest son and MG's his girlfriend. I said, um, 
I was going to be by myself after they left Hilton Head, and I said, I really like hanging out with me. I like hanging out with myself. I like time with that myself. That is awesome. Well, you know, here's our hope. Our hope in this conversation is that maybe you are at home driving wherever you are, listening, saying, man, I am breaking my back for everyone else's happiness. Yes. And the reality is, is I've neglected myself for a long mm-hmm. time. I've neglected maybe my health. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've neglected my mental health. Mm. Maybe I've neglected things that I love. Yeah. You know, true. whatever that is, if you need to make that change today, you have permission yes. to love yourself well yes. and thoroughly yes. so Get- that you can love the people around you even better yes. than you are right now. Because yes. I guarantee when you take care of yourself mm-hmm. and when you say yes to yourself, then you can have better yeses for the people around you. Amen. That's the truth. Hey, well, whether ordinary or extraordinary, we hope you see that these these are are good good days. days.